Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie Monday morning, the 1st of March. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reid on LMFM. Just over a week on from Ulster Bank's announcement to withdraw from the Irish market. And today, Bank of Ireland announces it is about to close close to a third of its branches. The list of the 103 branches closing in September will be published at 10 o'clock. 88 branches will be in the Republic and 15 branches in the North are to close south of the border, there will be just 169 branches of Bank of Ireland open compared to the 257 branches that are open this morning. Let's talk to the Labour Party spokesperson on finance, Gerald Nash. A very good morning to you and thanks indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. Uh, This is a fairly significant announcement to see one of the pillar banks close, close to a third of its branches. It is. It's a, it's a really big blow for the communities that are going to be affected across the country. As I say, 88 banks, uh, bank branches will close in the Republic and further 15 in the North. Now, we, we've known for some time that Bank of Ireland has been carrying out an operational review, but bizarrely, that review did not involve their own staff. They didn't even share the terms of reference with Financial Services Union members. And the FSE represents the bulk, Michael, of, of bank branch staff right across the country north uh, and south. And we know that once a bank is gone, uh, it's gone for good, it stays gone, they don't reopen. Um, so there's been no consultation with staff and, of course, no consultation with communities either. And that's one of the major beefs that I have. Uh, look at, across the water at the UK and, and up the north because the UK regulator regulates banking in the north as well. Um, if a bank uh, decides that it wants to consider closing or uh, instituting any changes to its opening arrangements. They're required to give 12 months notice to the financial regulator in the UK. And not only that, but to consult with communities as well and do a proper impact assessment of the consequences of a possible branch brand closure for the community. No such requirement exists here. We've got a 2012 code of practice, Michael, that needs to be updated uh, and needs to uh, be much more pro-consumer and pro-community. Hmm. But does the consumer want these banks? Uh, it, it seems Bank of Ireland is contending that most of uh, these branches don't deal with uh, the public face-to-face uh, and that uh, a big part of this decision is because of the trend towards what they call digital banking, banking on the internet, as uh, the case may be. Uh, and uh, they say that uh, if there are older people or people who don't have the internet uh, who would have used one of these branches uh, that uh, they'll be able to get the same services at the local post office? Well, you know, this is bad news for the uh, uh, Bank of Ireland itself and Bank of Ireland network, but it, it may very well be good news for the Unpost network. We know the Unpost network has been under strain, but the difficulty is 
uh, and we all want to see the Unpost Network uh, maintained and, and grown. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But the truth is here that the Unpost, you know, will Unpost be, be able to provide the full suite of services that your local uh, branch might? I know that Bank of Ireland have been saying that uh, a lot of the um, you know bricks and mortar facilities that will uh, close or that they plan to close don't provide full ser- full counter services. That remains to be seen. We will know after 10 o'clock which branches are going to be targeted for closure. There may very well be some in our own uh, region, and we'll deal with that uh, in, in, in due course. Will it matter, though, they, if people aren't using them or if they aren't open to the public as it, uh, it stands, will it matter? Well, a lot of those branches that are in the firing line today would have been partially closed. In fact, what Bank of Ireland did, and it's quite typical uh, of the arrogance of banks in this country, uh, when the pandemic first hit, they gave 24 hours notice that those banks were going to close and they did that obviously under the cover of COVID and that probably w- was understandable from the point of view of the emergency that we were in. But in many of those branches only actually partially reopened and the central bank had very little to say about that. We do know that bank, uh, you know, our, our behaviour in terms of, of banks is changing. We are doing much more business online. That's understandable. Um, you know, it's only on, on, on the rare occasion that I set foot in my own um, my, my own branch um, of the bank that I mm. bank with, and that, that, that's and, and you know, bank staff themselves have delivered that change, and people are, are, are quite comfortable with that. But there are cohorts of society, Michael, who aren't. Mm. A lot of older citizens aren't comfortable with it, and maybe don't understand it. We have issues in this country in relation to not just digital literacy, you know, understanding how all of these apps and systems work, but financial literacy. So mm. the support of bank staff to vulnerable customers has been really, really important, and we know that when bank branches close, uh, those closures hit the most vulnerable uh, the most. I know, but uh, it's hard to provide a public service, if you will, uh, by a commercial operator if the business isn't viable. Well, remember, um, Bank of Ireland is an entirely viable bank. They they had enormous profits last year, a clear blip this year, which is understandable, but they intend to, uh, and they plan to, uh, have profits in excess of €250 million by the end of this year, which isn't bad going given the uh, current economic crisis. Yeah, but you've got to weigh that against the loss of £742 last year. Yeah, absolutely, but they're well capable of absorbing that. Uh, Their profits last year were in excess of £1 to the best of my my recollection. And remember, the state is a 16% shareholder in Bank of Ireland. Now, I don't want Pascal Donoghue or any other Minister for Finance, whoever that might be in the future, interfering, as it were, with the day-to-day commercial interests of banks. That's not what a minister should do. But they have what's known mm. as a framework agreement with the bank, uh, which should be a bit much more than the bank's bottom line. We need to understand and figure out the purpose that banking has in this country outside of the uh, you know, returning a profit for shareholders. They have a social purpose, they have an economic purpose, they have a purpose in terms of regional development and supporting our SMEs. And that's why today's news is very, very disappointing. Mm. But all of those issues, all of those issues, I'm sure... Okay, but I'm sure all of those issues are only coincidental uh, in line with uh, their business plan, which uh, I'm sure doesn't look uh, at its public service remit uh, or its uh, remit uh, for rural development or or whatever it is. Uh, There are some other issues, though, uh, in relation to this, uh, of course, because jobs will be lost and Bank of Ireland is saying there won't be any compulsory redundancies but they are looking uh, to cull 13.5% of its workforce uh, that's some 1,400 jobs overall uh, and that's a plan that was announced last August so no doubt this feeds into that Uh, but also when you look at the closure of these branches alongside 
the decision of Ulster Bank to withdraw from the market and whatever AIB or other uh, institutions might do in uh, the coming weeks or, or, or months, you have to look at the overall future of banking in this country. Yeah, and be concerned about it. Um, and the future of banking in this country shouldn't be left uh, exclusively up to uh, bankers, Michael. There's a role for everybody here, and that's why I've been joining with the Financial Services Union to call for the creation of what's known as a forum on banking to bring all the stakeholders together, consumers, uh, trade unions, um, the, the, the business sector, to figure out um, what the landscape of banking in Ireland uh, must look like. It shouldn't just be about... And this frenzy of bank branch closures and banks exiting the market. The state has a role to play here as well because we don't have a functioning banking market. Uh, we want to have a functioning economy. We want to support the business and jobs that, that we need. So we need that holistic and um, comprehensive uh, look at uh, you know, the future of banking, where it is at the moment and where it needs to go over the next few, few years to support our economy. At the moment, all of the arguments have been about uh, job cuts, about bank branch closures uh, and about banks, what they might term right-sizing. Now, they need the right size as well to be able to enable them to support our economy to grow. And that's the bit that's missing. Right. Uh, and the Financial Services Union has uh, described this in a, a statement. It's published this morning as a shameful and an act of betrayal to loyal customers and staff. Uh, they say uh, that uh, this uh, announcement is uh, something that's come as a shock to both staff and customers alike, uh, that there should be a moratorium on uh, the closure of these branches. Uh, the Financial Services Union is planning to meet with uh, the Governor of the Central Bank later so that it can raise its concerns with uh, the governor and say that it's going to have a devastating uh, effect uh, effect on the small, medium and enterprise sector as well as rural Ireland. So some strong feelings there, obviously. Um, absolutely. And the, the Financial Services Union don't just have exclusively the interests of their own um, members at heart. They have an interest in making sure that we can maintain a strong and vibrant banking system in this country because they know how important it is for our economy and how important it is for our regional towns. I mean, we could end up having a situation uh, when we hear which branches are going to be targeted for closure after 10 o'clock today where uh, we won't actually have any bank branch in lots of rural towns across the country. I know that Bank of Ireland announcement, bank of Ireland's announcement today will also include um, branches in, in, in our cities as well. So no part of the country is going to be unaffected, but I'm particularly concerned about areas that will be left to their banking facilities. Notwithstanding the fact that Mampus will, of course, step in to provide some of those services, but we know that when a bank branch closes, Michael, if they are gone, they do not reopen. Is there more coming down the line? Have AIB similar plans? Um, I, I'm not sure, and far be it for me to speak on behalf uh, of AIB, um, but um, you know, we, we are in a situation now where um, serious questions have been asked of our banking se- section, our sector, um, what I would appeal to them to do is to do what the FSU are asking and to uh, appeal to the Minister of Finance and the Central Bank as well to get real about this, to introduce this moratorium on bank branch closures because no bank realistically Michael is in a position to properly assess the nature and health of their business at this moment in time in this very unusual uh, once in a century set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Let's have a look at how the economy uh, is, 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 is primed you know, in a year, year and a half time, when we're in a better position to assess what direction the country and the economy is going in, and by all means, ha- have a, a review then about what the optimum number of bank branches are and how you know how banks ought to operate. One more reason why we should have that forum, where um, you know 
interests come together to discuss, mm. um, you know, the direction of banking in in this country under the aegis of of the Minister for Finance. The Financial Services Union would like to uh, shape that uh, forum uh, around the lines of the Retail Consultation Forum that I established back in. And 2014, during my own short spell as business minister, brought interest together to scope out future retail, um, where you know habits were changing, where um, people's interests were changing, where there was more online shopping, uh, you know how we protect and grow mm. you know, bricks and mortar businesses, uh, and so on. So that kind of model could be applied, I think, to inform develop the banking in this country. Okay, well banking is changing uh, and this is uh, just uh, one indication of uh, that and I'm sure we're going to see more changes. Uh, These closures will happen in September and uh, we'll have a a detailed look no doubt at uh, the list at uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, while you're with us, uh, there's a, a local issue uh, that has resurfaced uh, in Drogheda and uh, the Premier Perry Glaze plant. Uh, another plume of smoke seen coming from the plant last night. That's right. Um, it started yesterday afternoon slash yesterday evening and I started getting contact from uh, local residents on the north side of Drogheda uh, yesterday evening and you can see various social media accounts, plumes of, of white smoke um, coming from the, uh, white emissions coming from uh, the uh, stack uh, on the Boyne Road. And we've been here before uh, and we've seen, you know, various colours of smoke coming from um, the, the, the stack mm. uh, when uh, they were you know, winding down, uh, killing operations from time to time over the last couple of years. And I've been on this programme, Mike, and you've mm. this with Premier Pericles and the EPA. And after EPA investigations, we were told exactly what that was and how we shouldn't be concerned about our health or welfare or the local environment. But th- this was this was normal. Mm. Now, no, no, the, normal in that they were closing the stack down. It, uh, it, they, exactly. they, they were we stopping the work. Uh, and because of that, there was some chemical reaction that resulted in a yellow, yellowy red plume. Uh, we, we, we don't know if they're closing the stacks down or the work at them uh, at the moment, but this is a, a different plume. White smoke, you say? Well, it, it certainly looks like it. I, I didn't actually see it myself um, uh, yesterday evening, uh, but I was sent pictures of it, and it certainly appears to be white smoke. Now, I do know as well from reports on social media that people were forced to uh, close their doors and their windows. That would suggest that there was an odour coming from it. I didn't get it myself. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't heading in my direction, it, it would seem. And I'm on the north side of Drogheda, but there are others around the um, Newfoundland Road and, and parts of the south side as well, Michael, who were in touch with me, who were affected by it, who had to close their windows, had to close their doors uh, because of their own concerns and suggestions that there was an odour from it as well. Mm-hmm. So I've emailed the EPA this morning, asked them to carry out an investigation to reassure people that this was safe, that this incident uh, is nothing we should be concerned about. We will only know that, though, when EPA reports, and I plan to contact Premier Pericles as well on mm. this, because, you know, people are genuinely concerned, and yeah. it's entirely understandable. Mm. Um, as I understand it as well, there is some kind of residue uh, lying around the place, uh, dust and so on. All right. People would have identified on trees uh, yesterday. Now, uh, that is a matter for investigation as well. Again, not something that I have seen. Mm. I don't want to alarm anybody, but this needs to be... Um, this, this needs to be inspected and it needs to be uh, rigorously pursued by the EPA and I will ask them to do that. Okay. Well, if it is uh, of concern, it'll be of concern to a, a lot of people in a very widespread area. I, I think uh, one of uh, the times that we reported on that yellowy red plume coming from these chimney stacks, uh, it was seen as far away as, as Mornington Beach. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, these are imposing stacks that can be seen from quite, quite some distance. So people obviously will be concerned about how 
far these emissions will travel and whether we should be concerned about them or not. We will only know that for an EPA investigation. They did swiftly investigate uh, emissions previously. It asked them to do the same as well. And it asked Premier Pericles to make a very clear statement because they obviously have an obligation to monitor um, emissions and monitor what's happening at the plant. Uh, I've no doubt that they've done that in, in the normal way uh, and they need to make a public statement on this. Okay, well I know that uh, you made contact uh, with uh, the EPA and uh, the company yesterday evening uh, when we learned of uh, this uh, this morning we made contact with the company and uh, we hope uh, to be able to be in a position uh, to read a statement uh, from Premier Perry Clay's uh, later in the programme uh, if we receive one that is, uh, but we leave it there for the moment and thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme uh, this morning. Jed Nash is uh, the Labour Party spokesperson on finance and a TD for Louth and East Meath. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.